Welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. Oh, nice robot voice. Yeah, what if I did that every time? That'd be annoying. It probably would get annoying. Beep, but it's beep, 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 beep. Say what you mean. <laughs> well, there was, gosh, what? Um, <laughs> oh, I was watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, okay. Have you, have you ever seen that show? Uh, I've seen that clips. Oh, okay, the first ever episode, um, Andy Samberg does like a robot thing mm. that sounds exactly like that. Anyway. No, no, no. That's original it. robot voice. It's original robot. Okay. What I just did. Okay, fair Nobody enough. Nobody can even top that ever. <laughs> Uh, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Uh, life's got me down. Down? The sports world oh, has geez. got me down. Here we go. Okay. For those who don't know, Jake is a Fairweather fan. I am not. Can levy, <laughs> you can levy many things against me, good sir, but that is one you cannot, you cannot, I will not stand for. I will, oh I'm boy. challenging, I will challenge I've you to a duel. I will night. challenge you to a duel over that one. That is, ah, <laughs> uh, that is mean. Oh, that is so man. mean. Oh, Fairweather fan. One, you've given up. I'm, it's yes, over. The because, season's done. Because I have, o- for those who don't know, Blazers played their first game last night and Jake's o- done. He's over. I'm seeing things that are concerning. Okay, yes. I saw your Facebook posts about how the perimeter defense has been a problem for a few years now. And it is. Is that Terry's fault? I think it's... Fire him. Is it? I don't know if it's Terry's fault. No, fire fault. him. It's not Terry's no, fault. No, I'm an absolutist. Fire him. <laughs> if, you're, if you're saying it's over, I'm saying fire Terry. Oh, man. I like Terry, No, nope, fire him. It's his fault. It's not Terry's fault. It's not their fault. It's the player's fault. <laughs> They're the ones not. They're the ones not fighting over screens and leaving guys wide open on the perimeter. Wide open, Jake. Wide open. Thank you for agreeing with me. At they least. had enough time to check the weather for the next week and a half and book their vacations next summer mm-hmm. on Airbnb before they took the shot. Yep. How many times did Jamal Murray just have time to set his feet oh. and shoot a wide open three? Wide open, dude. It. Yeah. Okay. I mean. You're not wrong in the things you're saying. But how many how many good three point how many good three point shooting teams are in the West? 
a lot. Did you see yes, what Phoenix? Did you see what Phoenix said to Sacramento last night? No. Did they whoop on him? They whooped on him. Whooped on them. I heard that. Devin Booker and Kelly Oubre. He played. Yeah. Oh yeah. Booker man. went off. Damn, I got Kelly watch. Oubre went off. Mm-hmm. He looks good. He, he looks really looks good. good. And Ricky Rub- and Ricky Rubio, honestly, <sighs> is kind of the perfect point guard for Devin Booker because he he actually facilitates. Yes, I love. The Suns, you know now, that. Now Booker can play off the ball, which mm-hmm. is more of his natural yep. thing. Oh, that's dirty. So I, maybe they'll win the championship. That's, that's, a, team, that's a team that kind of scares me in the West. Really? Not, not Dallas. I think Phoenix. I no, mean, Dallas. Not as a not as a playoff team, but as a oh. team that can win like 35 games and really wreck some teams as worlds down the stretch. Us? Us. Yeah. yeah. We could lose to those teams for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. If, okay. Especially if they're not defending the perimeter. But, Jake. Should I read your negativity? Go ahead. Oh, I ex- you stand I by this? I regret nothing. <laughs> the first thing you say, dude, is... What is it? Where is it? We oh, Portland one. looks bad. Okay. Context. I sent that when they were down 10, mm-hmm. and it looked like they were going to go down more. They oh, weren't so hitting you didn't any send shots. This after the game was over. You sent it at before Mid- halftime. Middle of the second quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and then how I how many turn twenty turnovers? I know twenty. It was bad. It was bad. But then I just said I disagree, and I only did that to just be annoying. I know. Okay, we've been <laughs> doing I, this for seasons now, and I didn't back it up until like after halftime, and it was a four point game, mm-hmm. and Blazers. I said offense is is an ideal, but seven steals, twenty eight points in the paint, and the scrap I've seen is encouraging. And it's a four-point game. And you said, to be I, fair... I thought they lacked energy. Really? Night. I thought, other than Bazemore, who played really good on the defensive Bazemore end... looked good. Simons looked good. I really thought Simons looked good. I mean, not offensively, but I seen him diving and fighting and scrapping. He had some dirty steals. He had one steal. That Okay, that one steal, that dunk? Yeah. <laughs> dirty. But they the defender pulled up and gave him a wide-open lane to the basket. Who was the defender? Millsap. Yeah. It was Millsap. Mm-hmm. So? It's still tight. It, I mean, he, he could, scored he, I mean, two points. He, I mean, he got up. The, the, he I had, thought he was going to miss it. He had one good he take. Where he, he, back. he had one good team where he one good take where he he drove from like the right wing um, and hung and scored off the glass. Yeah, that was a good take. But he was forcing it a lot. I felt like he he's was young. He's I know young. he's I know he's young, but he can't run that second. If we're looking at no. him to run that second unit, we're in trouble this year. Yeah. Um, I almost proposed betting a taco. But I wasn't hundred percent. That's confident. how I knew. That's who. That's how I knew. I was gonna bring that up. That's how I knew that you weren't. You're not really believing hundred percent of what you're saying Duh. because otherwise you would have bet a taco. And I was like, he's never lost a taco bet, so that's why he's not betting one. Duh. And I was and I was hoping that you were because every time you bet a taco, the Blazers end up coming. I wanted to give you a taco. Uh, I wanted so badly to give you a taco. Trust but, me. But, but I knew when you, no no taco bet came because you were like because I said like oh, Blazers are gonna lose and you're like. And you were like, uh, what did you say? You I'm, like, I had it right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I said, yeah, question mark? Yeah. And I was like, oh, if no Taco Bell comes here, he really does think they're going to lose. Oh. No Taco Bell came, and they lost. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm, Damn, such, I'm, such, I'm such a superstitious sports fan, as mm-hmm. we know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. That's why I knew when the Jets were going to get blown out on Monday night was because everybody was hyping them. When the Jets hype, I heard that. Why? When people, because Darnold came back? Well, because they looked really good against Dallas. Oof. 
I heard people were saying like this is going to be a really close. This is going to be closer than people think. Yeah, it's even be. the barstool sports like Patriot homers were were saying this was going to be a close game, and then I, I should have known it was going to be a blowout. That game was over so fast. Yeah, it was so quick. I mean, fast. how many interceptions did he throw? He threw four. Yeah, but here's some of them weren't okay. So some I wanted to defend Arnold a little bit. Okay, defend him. His offensive For line. All the Jets fans. His offensive. Yeah, all listening. everybody listens. <laughs> if you're a football fan, you'll I think you'll appreciate okay. this. He is to blame for throwing off of his back foot, but there's not much you can do when you've got constant unblocked defenders in your face. Mm-hmm. He walked oh. the first, his first interception. He walks up to the line after like a two yard gain from the running back. Cause the offensive line can't run block and they can't pass block. This is the some of the worst offensive line play I've ever seen. And it's made worse by poor coaching. Okay. They Darnold for his first pass, which ended up getting intercepted, walks up to the line. He, sur- he surveys the defense. He, he calls out to the right side of his line, to the center, to the right guard, and the right tackle. Mm-hmm. 58's the mic. That's Jamie Collins. He's coming on the blitz. Mm-hmm. Calls out the blitzer. Steps back in the shotgun, takes the hike. The, the line shifts away from the blitzer. He called the blitzer. The blitzer comes unchecked, unblocked, right into Darnold's face, throws, forces the high throw and the interception. That happened twice. Why? Where he, where he calls out the blitzer, and the offensive line still failed to pick him up. Are they I, doing that on purpose? I don't know. I don't think it's on purpose. I just think they're that inept. Mm. I really think they were that bad. So Yikes. to say that it's completely Darnold's fault, I think is is not is not incredibly fair. But okay. that's just how bad the how bad this is right now. Okay, so like I just read your text about the Blazers, I want to go through a comment I found of yours. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, you, I'm glad somebody found this gem. I was really happy. Oh, about it that. was hilarious, dude! I read it to everybody in my office. They were dying. Really. <laughs> Okay, first of all, what is you said, why did Darnold have to say, I'm seeing ghosts out there? What does that mean? Okay, so Darnold was miked mm-hmm. for NFL films. Okay. Teams are, are required at least once per season to be miked for NFL film audio, mm-hmm. which is like a catalog of, of audio and stuff that sure. you can cut together for, you know, for, I don't promotional, know, promotional stuff yeah. like that. So. Oh, I love that stuff. By the way, I love when they do it in the NBA hockey. Yeah, football. normally I love when sometimes it comes up some really good, some really good stuff. Yeah. So the Jets agreed as would be a big Monday night game. Donald was drafted to beat the Patriots. The Jets have been the the the, the whipping boy of the Patriots forever, mm-hmm. and this is going to be a big game. He's back. He, it was Monday night at home. I understand why they did it. He needs to understand. You're Mike. You can't say shit that's going to like make you look. What does bad. it mean? I don't know what it means. Looking, seeing go. So he. After his like third interception, he walks back and then sits down with Adam Gase, the head coach, who's supposed to be this QB guru. Mm-hmm. Only the dumbass Jets off- uh, front office would, would believe that the washout from Miami Dolphins, who couldn't get anything out of Ryan Tannehill, was going to somehow be this magic guru. Mm-hmm. What f- freaking joke that was. <laughs> anyway, the coach, is, the coach is atrocious. Okay. But these, um, if, you, if you're ever bored, look up Adam Gase's... Um, first press conference with his like bugged out eyes just okay. just google adam gase crazy eyes and you'll see what it you'll see what i'm talking about okay um we should have just fired him on that spot because it was never going to get better oh um anyway so he says i'm seeing ghosts and what that means mm-hmm. and what darnold and darnold owned the comment later but he said what well, what that meant is that he's seeing more he's seeing defenders that just aren't there like he's he's just not it's almost like he's seeing 13, 14 defenders and they're only oh. supposed to be 11. Like he's just seeing ghost. He's feeling ghost pressure. That means he's feeling pressure that's not there. Like yeah. he's rushing, he's hurrying his throws. And you see that on a couple of those interceptions. Mm-hmm. He's throwing off his back foot with no defender really like in his chest. Right. But he's feeling it because he's been constantly hit and hit and hit. And I think a part of it also has to do with the fact that he has mono 
he had mono, and I think right. he's nervous to take a big uh, shot because that was probably the, the feeling cons- weak or something. Well, no, he, the concern was is that even though he felt fine, the reason why he missed so much time is because his spleen was enlarged, and if he took oh a lot, my god, and if he took a huge hit. Yeah, in that spleen area, spleen could rupture and he would die. Like so, that's why they didn't play him. So I think I think that leads to part of it. Right. But he was just he wasn't seeing coverages. He was he was feeling ghost. That's just it's just okay. A, it's kind of a um a, a a term used for not reading defense for not really reading defenses and seeing things that aren't there. Right. So it gets so it gets picked up. Now the Jets are supposed to have a um. A person in the booth where mm-hmm. that re- that that mic is fed whatever to. Is, is fed to right. They um, there's like NFL films, a NF, then ESPN and a um, and a representative of the team are supposed to all be in the booth and it's supposed to be like a triple okay to air anything like that. Oh. The Jets representative wasn't in the booth <gasps> when they decided to release that. So that kind of did the Jets, kind of did Sam Darnold oh. a little dirty, and it sucks because the the linebacker, the linebacking core, which is the one doing most of the havoc, mm-hmm. wreaking most of the havoc on the Jets' offense, yeah, call themselves the Boogeymen. So you could see how that's gonna, oh. <laughs> how that's gonna play. Twitter blew up I'm with sure. all sorts of ghost references mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So the Jets are trying to have Darnold's back by saying, you know, they did him dirty. They shouldn't have done that. Right. Um, Darnold for his to his credit owned it and he's like yeah i was seeing so i would need to do a better job of seeing the field i wasn't seeing the field he's like but and and it is true like quarterback saying he's seeing ghosts is Mm -hmm. not like it's that's the first time it's ever been said on the sideline right but yeah anyway Mm. that's where we're that's where we're at okay so the best part of this facebook post is If the Jets don't fire their O-line court coach and or OC, offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. I, well, I actually don't know what I'll do. I could declare that I won't watch, but I'll be back next Sunday watching this train wreck again. If I could go back to 11-year-old me and slap the shit out of myself when I decided to become a fan of the Jets while playing NFL Fever 2003, I would Wear brass knuckles to really get the message across. <laughs> you're I'm Jake you're Jokum attacking I... Jake Jokum. Yep, no, I'm Jake Jokum and I approve that message. <laughs> oh, bud. Oh, well. That transpired. That trans transferred over to your feelings last night. 100. percent I was thinking that the whole time. He's really just mad because the Jets suck. The Blazers don't suck. They're gonna be okay. I just felt like Lillard. Was playing pretty lax a days ago. He was, there. and he didn't turn it on until the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. It's li- too little, too late. He always does that, though. Did you just notice that Stotts was giving him extra long breaks? Like he didn't come back in until like the five minute mark in the second quarter. I mean, I was trying to watch it work. So, oh, okay. Yeah. It was a, it wasn't, it was weird because I became a real nerd about like watching Stotts' rotations last mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. and their his rotations were really strange last night. I always feel like he takes quite a while to figure out what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, they still kept to the same like CJ. CJ leaving with three minutes left in the first, mm-hmm. coming back in with about two minutes left in the second. I mean, two minutes to two minutes gone in the second. Right, and then Lillard comes back in about seven, six and a half, seven ish. Nerd. And then he <laughs> plays the entire Lillard plays the entire first and third quarters. Right, and rests at the beginnings of the second and fourth. Mm. Okay. And 
he came back early in the fourth, but he stayed way late in the second. He, he didn't come back in until way late in the second, mm. even though they were even though that was probably their worst quarter. Maybe he just wants to see what the guys can do or if they can push through it. He he trusts a lot, I think, Terry does. Um, and I think he's trying to build that trust. He's definitely not a hands-on coach, which is no. why I think Lillard gets along with him so well. Yeah. I don't think he would do very well with a Tom Thibodeau-style Oh, like, God, does anybody? No, nobody does. <laughs> Kurt Heinrich. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That is interesting. I'll have to pay attention to that, but I don't know. I'm not as worried about it. It's one game. It It's Denver. Denver, I mean, I'll give you that. It was a really good point that Denver has played together for so long, and they, yeah. they kept that continuity. And that was kind of Portland the last couple of years where they would right. they would jump up and get teams that were really good early because that the new teams are gelling, and Portland has had, had had the same core forever. Right. So there wasn't really that, like, maturation period. But still, I just I don't know, man. Three out of Kent, five. Kent Bazemore shoot. Here's a here's another issue. Okay. Is that Kent Bazemore and Rodney Hood are essentially the same player, mm-hmm. except Rodney Hood's a little bit better offensively, and mm-hmm. and Bazemore's a little bit better defensively. Right. Like how does how does Stotts keep both of those guys engaged? Because you can't run them on the floor at the same time. Right. So like, who do you who do you play down the stretch? He played Bazemore down the stretch yeah. last night, and I thought that was a mistake because they needed they needed offense. I agree. And Bazemore shot as janky. How many wide open three point shots weren't even close? Yeah. Do you take him or Hood was like or Turner? Hood was four for eight. Do you take Bazemore or Turner? It's too early to say. Okay. Turner, I thought would have been better against Denver for that particular matchup, mm-hmm. only because Denver I mean, Turner can handle the ball and distribute. Right. We and didn't have a ball handler for the. There was unit. not a second unit ball handler, and right. that's going to be disturbing. That's going to be frustrating going forward if Anthony Anthony Simons can't grow up real quick. Because last night he looked he looked like he a kid, like a kid. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're saying trade at the trade deadline for sure. There will be one with Portland, but we'll see. Oh man, that's a long way away. I mean, it is, but. There's 82 games. We just need to get into the. I would love to bring in some a guy like a Corey Joseph or a, um, I don't know, some like a DJ Augustine, somebody mm-hmm. like a, a veteran second unit ball handler. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. That's a, actually a great point. Mm-hmm. That's what we should have done in the off season. Yeah. But they had a lot of faith in Simons, and maybe Simons grows up real fast. Mm-hmm. But this four-game road trip is going to be a big test for how this team. I don't I think even is, know what their lineup looks like. They go uh, Sacramento tomorrow, and then they go. Um, they better not lose that. No, and then they go to Dallas, Oakley, OKC, mm-hmm. San Antonio. Oh, okay. So if they can go two and two on that road trip, I would feel I think okay. They can. If they can beat Sacramento and Dallas, Dallas didn't look particularly good last night. Right, Porzingis didn't look good. Um, the dude hasn't played in a year and a half. Yeah, I do like one thing I was thinking about is I last little note on sports is Chris Paul just trying to go to the Lakers doesn't get to go to the Lakers has to go to the Clippers then joins Houston. It's just like him constantly trying to find the right situation and now he's just stuck in Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> Who's trying to actively trying to tank? Yeah, and I think they're trying to play Shea Gilgis Alexander mm-hmm. um, as more of like the point guard of the. Kind of the, their point guard of the future because mm-hmm. I thought I think he's a decent player. He's long, lanky, right. can shoot a little bit. Um, he came over in that um, Paul George trade. Is Nick still there? Who? Nicola. Batum? Um, no, Batum is in Charlotte. 
Oh, duh, that's what I meant. Sorry, same I was, color, I was same mixing, color, yeah, same color combination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they have um, uh, who's that? Um, Danilo Gallinari. That'd be the only other better. Uh, that'd be the only other good player oh, they have. Gosh. Well, they have and they have Stephen Adams, oh, Terrence, Ver- Terrence Ferguson. I love. So Adams. I mean, they have they still have some players there. They're right. not going to be a pushover. Denver getting Grant. That's a good. That that's was, a huge move, I think. Mm-hmm. He's on my fantasy team. No Super big deal. long and lanky. Dude, they've got so much. That team has so much depth. Yeah. Malik Beasley, Torrey Craig. Yeah. Um, dude, I just, it's so annoying watching a guy look like so unathletic. Everything Nikola Jokic, Jokic does mm-hmm. shouldn't, it looks like it shouldn't work. He looks like he's just half effort out there. Yes. Like he's barely trying. Because. Dude, he looks he looks as about as bad as like your really like chubby uncle wearing a uh, a basketball jersey. I'm the chubby uncle. You're not the Jay. Ch- you're not the chubby <laughs> uncle. No, but he like uh. have you ever seen anybody look at quite as bad not named like baby big baby Davis yeah, in a no. basketball uniform? He's so effing good though. He is so good. And then you got Jamal Murray, it looks like the kid who's afraid to take his shirt off in the pool. Yeah. Because he has those that really kind of baggy, like non athletic style. Um, sleeve shirt long sleeve shirt yeah. underneath his jersey and then he wears like the same really long um leggings mm-hmm. i don't get what murray's the look murray's got going on so you've got like i Bunch don't know man. Those, those two look like such nerds but they're <laughs> but they're good they are good they are good um one thing i wanted to talk are you getting the new call of duty dude 100 percent. i'm done with greed it's out today tonight at midnight right yeah yeah okay i'll i'll, I'll go download it because this weekend it's happening is it happening everyone's got it okay and we're gonna be raging we need you okay i'll be there okay i'll be playing good i'm actually looking forward forward to it yeah it's been lonely year without you you guys saw playing world war ii i would have played an overwatch yeah because we're playing freaking blackout black ops 4 oh yeah i didn't get that game it has what's it called oh uh what's it called uh, Battle Royale. Yeah. Yeah. This game doesn't, right? It has. It doesn't. It will in the new year. Okay. It yeah. has a ground. It has a ground war that's like sixty-four. Players. Yeah. Ground war sucks. I Does hate it? that. It's not fun. No, oh, really. Yeah. Okay. Um. Did you hear about Fortnite? Mm, they shut it down, right? Yeah. Yeah. They shut it down just to like revamp this mm-hmm. their second. Yeah. Fortnite two, mm-hmm. essentially. Um. Dude, their kids were losing their minds. There's this guy at work who has a kid that's like that age. And yeah. It was, he said like it was like the kid, the worst worst 24 hours or 48 hours of, of like this guy at my work's life because his kid would not shut up about Fortnite being not being Dude, online. Dude, that's hilarious. So my niece, who's 12, she texts me and she's like, "Hey, have you seen anything about Fortnite season 11?" And I said, "Uh, I've seen they shut everything down and people are crying." And she's like, I got on and I was going to see if the update was ready, but then it just took me to a screen with a black hole on it. And I just said, ha, 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 ha. I think they're trolling everyone. There are videos of kids crying online. You should post yours. (laughs) She said, I'm not crying. (laughs) Oh, it was just so funny, dude. Watching. There's literally a kid who's like cussing at his TV screen and punching it. Seriously? Yeah, you didn't see that? No. So this kid was. Pissed. I'm so out, I am so out of tune with the video game world. Yeah. There was a time when I would have known if like there was an Xbox Live outage, and there was a time that I would have known. Oh yeah, no one else is playing, and you get alerts that there's an outage. You're not even playing, and I'm sure you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've had, you've checked out a little bit. It's time to come back, come back to the rest of us. I'm gonna try to find that video real quick. Yeah. Okay. This is it. Um. 
wow. <laughs> Who's that kid's parents? Oh, I don't know, dude. That mad over a video game not being on? I think a lot I'm, of people gonna, were that pissed. I want to sound like that old dude that's just, go out and play basketball. Or like, go out Get do outside. Go out do something outside. Make a paper mache dude, There's mask. other games, though. Like, if you're, like, I understand. I'm not going to be the kid. I'm not going to be the guy that says, go outside. But there are legitimately other games. Yeah, if you want to play other games, play other games. But no. Yeah, I, I get it. There's been times when we wanted to play Overwatch and they're doing some sort of maintenance and we couldn't play. Yeah, but. that's true. But that's when we were in school and we had things we should have been doing. Yeah. So if it was down, it's like, well, I guess I'll do the obligations I need to be doing right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just thought it was funny. All these kids tripping. Well, for sure. Okay. So, before we switch gears um, and talk about some politics stuff, I just wanted to say you have a counterculture today. I do. So, after this, we'll get to that at okay. the end. We'll save that for the end. Okay, cool. All right. So... What's going on in the world of politics today? Oh, real quick. Did yeah. you see Snowden? Mm-mm. He came, he came out with a new book. Okay. And to promote this book, he went on Rogan. How did Rogan get to him? He didn't. He did it like remotely, oh, video did. chat. Oh, okay. It's like the third time he's ever done it. Rogan. Okay. I started listening to it. I haven't finished it. Oh, I can't wait to finish that. Well, let's right up Rogan's alley because he's also friends with what's his name from Infowars, Alex Jones. Yeah. Wait, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I I think Sno- I mean Snowden's not on that level. Oh. I just I just don't I I don't know why I don't find I just don't find the whole Snowden thing that like dude that, that how interesting. Do you not? I don't find it that interesting. How? I just I don't know. Is it a conspiracy? No. Okay. He literally. Well, how do you not like? There were things that we were happening every day in our everyday lives that people were unaware of that violate, potentially violate our rights protected by the Constitution, and he outed that. And you're just like, meh, no big deal. I don't know. I just, what? I haven't really paid much, honestly, I haven't really paid much attention Jake. to it. And I don't really, I don't particularly find it that interesting. <sighs> you're crazy, dude. I'll go do some, I'll go do some you reading. You need to. Maybe, maybe I'll change my mind on that. I'll let you know next week. I mean... As okay, a, well, so, okay, go ahead. So, go ahead. No, convince me why it's why it's important. Because they these are these are manipulations and secrets done by our government, mm-hmm. and somebody outed them. Just like any whistleblower, like the whistleblower outing Trump for the shit that he's been doing, that's not okay. We we applaud that effort for exposing the the corruption in the government, and Snowden does it with the violations of our privacy, spying on every American citizen. How was that not important? I uh, There's always the argument, and we've talked about this before, but people just going like, well, I have nothing to hide, so it's not a big deal. But Yeah, no, that's not my, that's not my argument. I know it isn't. That's why I don't understand how you're just not like, holy shit, Snowden's the man. Yeah. Okay, I want to go edge okay. and McCabe okay. myself. We'll talk and, about and that. And we'll come back next yeah. week and talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we have to. I'll listen to the whole episode, too, and then do other research, and we'll, we'll talk about that. Okay. So that'll be good for next for next week because I probably should I guess I probably should care about it but right um I and I might and so I'm open to changing my mind but I just for this entire time I just found the whole thing to be kind of just boring oh my word 
I can't wait. Okay. I can't wait. I think it was because when it came out, uh-huh. I was still watching like Fox News. Mm-hmm. And they downplayed it mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. and made him sound like a really bad dude. So I think yeah. my, so my my entire perception, I just wrote him off early and then never like picked it oh, up. Oh, Jake. So uh, maybe it's time. I need to go back and revisit okay. it. Okay. I'm, op- I'm open to changing my I mind. mean, I freaking read what's it called. It's the least you can do. Oh, yeah. Greg Gutfeld's <laughs> book. I thought that was such I, dude. I thought that was such a groundbreaking. Oh, book. so I funny. Like, I hope it's like I hope it's like when you watched Watchmen. Oh yeah, dude, that was the greatest dude, of that, all the, time. The newest one came. The the I haven't I didn't watch it, but the first episode of the sh- of the series aired yeah, on yeah. HBO. Last I heard week. it's amazing. I heard it's really good. Yeah, yeah. so I'm but gonna have to go check it that out. That movie, you were like, this movie sucks, and then we explained it to you why it was awesome, and you're like, oh damn, that's a great movie. After you had just finished it, I know. <laughs> It didn't take more than like ten seconds to convince me that oh, it was actually a good it was movie. So good. Well, no, I started reading. I actually started reading about like about what the characters represented, mm-hmm. and I thought it was really cool because it's a very political, sciencey, yeah, like structural level kind of stuff. So I, I, I got that. And as soon as I, as soon as that was pointed out to me, yeah, I was like, oh, I, lo- I started making all the little connections mm-hmm. that I had seen in the movie because. The way it ends, I was like, "Oh man, like that kind of is a shitty ending." Mm-hmm. But then you realize, like, okay, it actually makes sense. Right. So, same thing with Snowden, bro. All right. Well, I'll go and I'll go and watch Let's it. Let's connect those. Dots. I just like I don't know the Jordan, the Jordan, like the Joseph Gordon-Levitt movie. With, yeah. Like where he, I don't know, all that stuff just. You're being influenced it, by the media, it does bro. Feel conspiracy theory-ish, and I just, you know me, I. Anything that what just do you think smells, the CIA does? That smells like a conspiracy theory. I just like, pff, yeah, I know. To put it off until actual, like, no, like, I'm not saying conspiracy theories can't become real, but I w- I'm going to wait until like Congress picks them up or something like that. You know what I mean? Until I mean, the- why else are they wanting him? If he comes back, he's arrested. Why? Because. He stole intelligence. Okay, what did that intelligence reveal? And leaked intelligence. Right. It threatened the national security of the United States. Oh, God. Okay, next week. (laughs) You're getting me all fired up. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, yeah, that's why I brought it up, because he was on Rogan. I think that's going to be super interesting. Um, But we'll do some reading and research. I'm on Wikipedia right now. No, no, get off, get off. This is definitely the best. Okay, somebody named Booz Allen Hamilton. Mm Mm-hmm. That's his dude's name. That's my kid's name. Really? Yeah. You're going, you're That's going what with, I'm going with, name going with booze. All right. What is it? Huh? Is it on Snowden? Yeah. Get off Snowden. We're okay, talking about enough. Snowden. All right. Next okay. time. Next time. Okay. Okay. So, um, super stoked. You know, I, I never really cared about like building a wall to keep immigrants out, but I'm, I'm all for this idea of building a wall in Colorado. They're just around Colorado? I don't know. Maybe just to keep everyone east of Colorado out. South, north, and east. So there's just one entrance from the west. Okay. Right? I don't know. Isn't there a mountain range you got to consider when you're building a wall? Yeah. So if you build it all the way around, now you have to go through the Rockies? Yeah. Logistically. I hope he does it. Build a wall around Colorado? Yeah, that'll bankrupt our entire government, f- building through the Rockies and everything. But That's not going to be easy or cheap. I think so. You're, I think you're referencing Trump saying at a rally he wants to build a uh, wall in Colorado. We're building a wall on the border of New Mexico, and we're building a wall in Colorado. We're building a beautiful wall, a big one that really works, that you can't get over, you can't get under. 
Did he say why? Because he thinks Colorado's on the border of Mexico. Oh. Yeah, Jake. Oh. <laughs> you didn't know that? No. Oh, my God. That's amazing. I thought it was some sort of like troll at liberals because Colorado's like a liberal state. No, he thought it was on the border of Mexico. Oh, God. Yes. Yes. I'm going to have to sit and process this for a second. <laughs> Oh my god, dude. I had no idea. Yes. Holy damn. Yes, dude. Cuz oh. he started like after that he started like naming all the border states and he referenced Colorado. He was talking, "Oh, well, well we're even considering one on the coast of Louisiana and and New Mexico and Arizona and uh Colorado." Jesus. Okay. <laughs> All right. Are you joking me, dude? Well, I mean, can you believe this guy? Well, I think <laughs> I think it's it's 3D chess, Jeff. He is so smart that he makes these gaffes, so we we focus on him saying Colorado mm. and not on the other stuff. That's the I hate that argument. It's such a dumb argument. Maybe Colorado because it's kind of in the center. Obviously, it's a little bit to the west, but maybe he just views it as the heart. Mm. And just he wants to protect that little heart. The, the heart of America. <laughs> I don't think he's ever. He ever, ever been, I think he's. I wonder if he's ever been to Colorado. Dude, what a fucking idiot. Yeah, it's bad. I man. don't get it, dude. Uh, I don't get it. I think he's lost. I honestly think he's he's lost his mind. He does. He, said he we, looks the, like he's losing the, his the shit. The other day he said we've been allies with Italy for 2,000 years. 2,000? 2,000 The United States has been? Yes. I can't, dude. It's like in the 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 air the the air the airports in the Revolutionary War. Like, dude, <laughs> I just this is your guy. You're gonna stick with. Yeah, you're gonna defend tooth and nail. This is your dude. You know there there was a. Uh, 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 There's other ways to get the shit that you want done, man. <laughs> this is the worst way possible. <laughs> I, I don't know. Now he's saying he was kidding. Well, yeah. I mean, he says that every time he makes a gaffe. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, who, what was it the other day? He had um, uh, a European uh, president or prime minister with him, and they were asking him, they were asking Trump about uh, impeachment stuff and whistleblower stuff, mm -hmm. and he kind of lost it. He's like, are you talking to me? Did you see that? Oh, it was the... F the f like Finland? Finland. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. But he's like, are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Ask him questions. Like, he kind of is losing it, dude. I think it's getting to him. I mean, this is, it's been a nonstop, like, investigation into his presidency. Yeah. And he wants absolute immunity. If you look at the rhetoric of his lawyers... If you look at the rhetoric of himself, of Barr and other and others, his his you know his allies in his cabinet and yeah. in, in the in Congress, is that they take a very I don't even know what kind of interpretation you would call it because there's no interpretation that says that the executive branch can act with impunity and act unchecked. Yeah. But somehow they they believe that the presidency can. And well, he said that um, in June, I think. Yeah. Or July. Well, whatever. he said like the sec the, the Article Two gives yeah, him yeah. you know unlimited powers. Yeah. Like it's just that's just not the case. <laughs> Who was he, Jafar? I don't know. Like <laughs> he called he called the emoluments clause phony. Yeah. yeah. Like in and so it's 
It's not. It's obviously not about the Constitution anymore. Right. It's it's about trying to consolidate power around a man for different interests. People mm-hmm. have different interests attached to him, and they're going to. And he keeps making promises to him that he's going to deliver. And on some of it, he apparently he has, or he has enough grasp around these because there's such a in certain districts like that's you know that was his threat to lindsey graham like when graham was was pushing against him about the kurds and he said to he said to graham i think i know what your constituents want more than you mm-hmm. basically threatening him like if you don't support me you're going to lose your seat yeah so until the republicans view you know their role as a co-equal branch is more important than their re-election and their political their political interests. never we're never going to see a break we're not going to see a break with them they're inextricably tied to this president at the right moment. and right. i, I it's it's a dangerous place to it's a dangerous place to be in. I was thinking about this this morning. Um, it just feels like instead of like instead of like a world of politics or government and navigating through the the power structure of a nation, it feels like almost lawyers just manipulating whatever they can to get whatever they want. So when you have lawyers, you you're 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 using evidence, you're manipulating what you can to make a defense mm-hmm. or or to prosecute someone. Yeah. And I feel like these guys, this administration is manipulating words and manipulating ideas to get what they want. Oh, yeah. And he's got all of his lawyers around him and surrounding him to manipulate these these ideas. And that's why he says things like he does. Like, Article 2 gives me ultimate unlimited power. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, he thinks he's Thanos or something. Yeah. No, Jafar, dude. Oh, Jafar. When yeah. Jafar wishes to be the, oh, the genie. Yeah. I, dude, it's been such a long time since I've seen Aladdin. <laughs> it's a classic. Um, anyway, so, I don't know. I just think about... It just feels dirty. It feels dirty. Mm-hmm. Just this manipulation and, and, and trying to do what you can to get what you want. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, I think in his in his mind, because he's, I think he's so ignorant on the processes of a of our of our government, especially, um, is that when he when he was a business owner, mm-hmm. he could do whatever he wanted. He had right. absolute power, and people, and he almost, I think he's acting on almost as if he believes he has a mandate to act that way, because that was one of the main like. Oh, he he ran a successful business. We think that the United States should be ran like a business. Oh, that's a great point. So that's he, a great I point. Think in his mind, he almost thinks that he has this mandate to do that. Yeah, that's a good point. Because they wanted it ran like a business, so I'm going to run it like a business, and I'm going to run it as if I'm the chief CEO. And you look at that same mentality, even with this wall, like when there was like a possibility of him not being able to. I mean, and how much is it really building the wall? Like it's kind of like it's a shitty not, fence. It's not really building it. <laughs> But it doesn't but matter. It's a symbol. That that symbolism, that idea of whether being being able to do it or not to do it, he views his presidency hinging on that also because that's a promise he made. That's what people expect him to do. So he needed to show that he was doing it mm-hmm. in order to, to see, like, see, I'm a man of my word. In the same sense that as CEO of the United States. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know what yeah. I mean? He's. Mm-hmm. I say it. I'm, you guys want it to be ran as a uh, as a, like a business because I'm the businessman. Let me do that. You guys said you want a wall. I said I'll build a wall. Let me do that. Like he has to keep doing these things that he's, I don't know. 
either promising or picking up on his constituents, if you will, yeah. wanting. And in a, in a direct democracy, if you want to listen to the differences between government forms, go listen to, to the more, our most recent To the Republic episode. You should just listen to it anyways. It's freaking good. It is good. But um, <laughs> it's, a good, it's a great conversation. But yeah. in certain forms of government, you know, that is, that's acceptable. Right. But in our form of government, that's not right, and that's there's specific constraints placed on the on the on the executive branch that have to be adhered. And if you care about the Constitution, you say you're a conservative. You have to care about that stuff. You can't just pick and choose when you care about it. Because if the Obama administration and they did some of this stuff too, and you rightfully called it out, but you can't. It can't just be well, when the Republicans do it or when the Democrat and the Democrats do it. It's bad. It's it's the same type yes. of like, it's the same type of cultural stereotypes that you have when you're when like your culture does something, you think it well. It's situation. It's it's situational. Mm-hmm. When so, when another culture acts in a, in, a, in a with a bad like a bad behavior, that is you can and then people will generalize that as that whole entire group exhibits that behavior. Right, you air quoted bad. Hmm? I just wanted to note that you air quoted air quoted bad. bad yeah. <laughs> so when, they can't see you, Jake. When when a yeah right, it's all audio. Um, the uh, yeah. So when when another when another group acts in a way, right. it's a generalization. Yes. When your group acts that way, well, it's situational. Mm-hmm, so therefore, mm-hmm. it's okay. Right. That extends to politics too. And it's so dumb. And we just, I mean. We could say, well, it's easy to say we need to get out of that, but it's obviously it's a pattern that everybody falls. Everybody mm-hmm. falls in. Mm-hmm. Well, not everybody, but a lot of people fall into. Right. So you constantly see that uh, otherization, tribalism, just us versus them. It's okay if we do it. I don't know. We have reasons. You know what I mean? Yeah, we have reasons. Do they have excuses or, or what is it? Or they're just acting unnaturally they're, we have they're acting re- unnaturally on un- right. irrationally irrationally like there you go the way they're they're doing it is wrong right like that's not the way it should be done but when we did it we had to do it because it's okay had because, to do it yes yes yeah that's a great point okay so tell me about impeachment because like snowden i've checked out <laughs> you haven't checked out of snowden and i know you haven't checked out of impeachment no i haven't i mean i've seen some things that you were texting me about um the most recent thing is that some Republicans barged in on the inquiry. Yes. And now that's led to a whole new sequence of events as far as like Graham now. What was he doing? I'll, I'll go ahead. Explain what you what you read. Well, so the House has filed an impeachment inquiry, which mm-hmm. is to open up the, the it gives the House special powers to to investigate right. the president. They can call people in to testify. And yes. Yeah, there's, there, you go. there are five. I think there's five commit. There's five house committees that are holding these investigations. And, and so when a when a witness come, they they subpoena a witness to come in to speak to the house committee. They the rel, they'll go to the rel, whatever like the house ways and means committee, the intelligence committee, the judicial committee. There's like and then two or three others. Mm-hmm. Um, and this this the full committee. So what it's being portrayed as by a lot of Republican Congress people is that. It's a closed door Democrat only meeting and they're like keeping they're barring the Republicans out. Right. No, that's not the case. The committee members and because the Democrats are the are have the control of the House, they have the majority of the House. They mm-hmm. are the majority seats on each of these committees. But Republicans are part of the these these inquiry meetings. Yeah. All relevant Congress um, all mem- members of Congress, all, mem- all House representatives that are on that, whether Republican or Democrat, that are on that committee 
are in those closed door meetings. So it's not like there's no Republican representation. That's not what is being portrayed in the media. No, that's not being what's portrayed everywhere. In the media. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. Not just like right leaning news media. Nobody understands the dynamic of this inquiry that there are Republicans in there. Not nobody, but I mean, if you Google this, everybody's like, oh my gosh. The Republicans had to barge in there to to have some sort of representation, to fight for representation in this inquiry. Literally, almost every news outlet I go to, they're not specifying that, well, no, there are Republicans in there a part of this process. Mm-hmm. Not one that I saw mention that. Yeah, that's disturbing because it makes it, <laughs> it makes it look like this is a political witch hunt. That's exactly what they want. When it's not. I know. There is Republican representation. It, the reason, and this is process- we see the thing is we've had so few impeachments, thankfully, mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. our in our country's history that most majority of this process stuff nobody nobody really nobody knows civics in general. Yes, like the general day to day stuff that we deal with every day. Most people don't know that. So like this really obscure stuff, we have to go and educate. Even I have to go educate myself. For sure, I had no idea what the actual inquiry process is. But you go and read you pretty quickly find out what the whole process is and it's playing out how how the how the house rules have been set up for a long period of time you have the impeachment inquiry is not a is not a publicly held entire you know house sitting in on these inquiries it's Mm -hmm. in the committees and then when the committees the five committees that have been tasked to hold this inquiry this investigation is is they complete their findings they they then will take their findings to the house the house will decide to then if they want to have a general vote to to send in, in, in to, to impeach and then send that their findings with the impeachment mandate to the senate who then holds the trial okay that's kind of like the loose but right now it's following a, the constitutional process to a t like there's nothing shady going on here right the only thing that's shady that's going on is the administration blocking House subpoenas for documents and 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 then invoking executive privilege on certain um, on certain people that the House is trying to interview. Wait, but if would you what do you think of the notion of if there's nothing to hide, then what's the point of blocking it? Do you adhere to that idea, or no, or do you understand the game? Why they're blocking it? Like if they don't have anything to hide, what's the point in hiding? I don't know. Like the Obama <laughs> administration, when the when the House was um, holding, that's the, what I'm saying. When, yeah, yeah, when the House was holding um, uh, inquiries on on the Clinton email server on Benghazi, mm-hmm. the the Obama administration didn't withhold information. They sent oh. all they sent all of that over. Right. Hmm. You know, in the the State Department just wrapped up like a four a four year audit into mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton and found that no. Um, no, like there was no malicious intent mm-hmm. of mishandling um, sensitive material, right. classified material, and exonerated her of any wrongdoing, mm-hmm. as the law was stated at the time when she was Secretary of State. Like all of this stuff was brought about by inquiries too, and you were totally fine with it when it was going against Hillary Clinton, and now it's now all of a sudden it's unconstitutional when it's going against your guy. I just Yikes. I find that just just shady as hell and like these 12 like these 20 republican you know trump allies in the house barging into into a into a legitimate inquiry right is i i don't i don't have words i don't have words for it anymore i these were like house representatives not senators right correct yeah okay Mm -hmm. okay 
Yeah, led by Jim Jordan, mm-hmm. um, who is one of the biggest Trump allies in the House. Yeah, it's um, it's quite it's quite frustrating. Even yeah. even like I was really disappointed with Jamie, who came out and said, um, "Wait, you know, what?" Yeah, oh. J- Jamie Jamie really disappointed me. She uh, she did you write her a letter? No, but did you she, call her? No, she won't return her. I tried to volunteer and she <laughs> and her person won't even like get back to me. They googled Jake, She's probably, Jacob Jokum. Well, probably because like I'm friends with Peter Khalil on on Facebook. So yeah, yeah. She probably she thinks might. that I'm I'm some Democrat trying to some, infiltrate him. some Democrat spy. But really, I just <laughs> met the guy and he's he's a nice enough guy. And I was like, I'll accept your friend request. Yeah. I'm not going to vote for the dude, but he's a nice enough guy. Yeah. Like I'm whatever. A spy. <laughs> Democrats. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a, I'm just a spy against Jamie Herrera, even yeah. though I voted for you the last three times. Yeah. Anyway, Anyways, what'd she say? So she she said that um, she's you know supports that the the House has the power to to hold a, an impeachment inquiry, mm-hmm. but it needs to be done in the open. Well, what that means if it was done in the open, that means that that it's a it's a if the open part of this process would mm-hmm. mean that they're voting on the on the House these these interviews don't happen in the in the whole house chamber where everybody is that's just not what this is right there's right. a lot of sensitive national security material that they're not going to they can't have in an open forum secondly if it, the open part of this process is the unveiling of the findings that isn't classified in the voting process and the, the reason why they're why mitch mcconnell is trying to make this sound like well it isn't all need to be done in the open they need to have a vote now mm-hmm when the investigation is still going on, because as soon as they hold a vote, the Senate can then choose right at that moment to pick up the, the trial and the investigation ends. So there's oh. no reason to have a vote right now because they're still gathering information. Right. If, they held, if they had a vote right now on impeachment, it would go right to the to, um, Senate, Senate could say, yeah. close down the investigation. We're starting it right now. Um, we're, we're starting the, the trial right now. And everything else is pretty much like this is what this is the information that we have. And they can then do their impeachment inquiry with with incomplete Based information. Based on this information. Yeah. yeah. And this is the reason why Nancy Pelosi is not having a vote yet is because they're still gathering information. If you listen to what Sondland did, the Ukrainian um, ambassador who said he was instructed by Sondland to that the Trump administration told him to relay to Ukraine that the releasing of national secure of, of security funds to Ukraine was based on a public announcement by the Ukrainian president to investigate the Bidens in the Democrat and the, in the Demo and the 2016 election up. That was a, that's a quid pro quo right yeah. there coming from the head, the chief diplomat in Ukraine. Right. I, you, and you don't think that this doesn't work that at the minimum, that, that yes, this doesn't I know where you're going. you think at the minimum that this doesn't require an investigation exactly if you're not going inve- to investigate this you might as well not even have a congress right what's the point what's the point of due process what's the point of of the checks and balances what's the point of the branches if we're not going to fucking i don't know impeachment is not ru- removal from office right impeachment is just congress doing its duty to make sure that the executive branch isn't overreaching its powers that's all of this is at the moment Anybody trying to make it more than that is is projecting. Yeah. And trying to make it something that it's not for political reasons. It's not removal from office right. yet. Right. We haven't gotten to that point. Right. We may not even get to that point. We don't know. Right now, it's fact-finding. Shame on alternative facts, dude. Alternative fact-finding. Are you worked up right now? I'm very worked up right <laughs> now. <laughs> it is annoying, dude. It's frustrating. Like, there's a reason for all of this. For everything, the processes that we're taking, but because it's your team, shame on you.
I just I I when I heard when I I about lost my mind when I heard Jamie say that. It's just that's such a misrepresentation of, of the process. Mm-hmm. It's just like you know she's done a she's done a lot of good things. She said she just said a lot of things I agree with, but that right. that was just oof, you, no. Yeah. And then this call, like, have you seen like this? Going this is going to get me into counterculture. Okay. But have you seen like all the calls for civil war lately? No. So like a, a major Christian pastor, I can't remember his name. Let me look this up really quick. Okay. But um, this major Christian pastor. Um, last night was or yesterday was sitting in on like at some interview and he said if if trump is removed from office he didn't say how just however he goes um veterans cowboys hill folk mm-hmm. <laughs> his word hill folk hill folk or hill people that's right uh who know how to fight are gonna come are gonna come and hunt down the people that removed him from office basically hunting down democrats whoa and then uh, a um, an umpire from Major League Baseball tweeted that if uh, if he's removed from office in this way, like a legal, like constitutional process, <laughs> yeah, um, he's he's gonna buy an AR-15 and uh, start an, and there's gonna be another civil war. He's like, I'm gonna go buy an I'm going to buy an AR-15 because if this president is removed from office in this way, there's gonna be another civil war. Why do you want a civil war? To get what you want. Why do you want a civil war? Do you not understand the bloodshed that occurred in our last one? Because they probably think... How tragic that was? That because they're the left or, or whatever, you however you want to identify it, is more restricted on guns that they don't have any and that, that they could just easily win that fight. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it is, it's, it's, um, I think it's a lot of it has to do with removal. It, we are so removed now from World War II and that generation has now passed for the most part. We don't, not, we don't remember the lessons learned from that era. No. Any war, any disgust, dude, what's that, uh, what's that movie we went and saw? World War One one? Uh, yeah, that was, uh. They Shall Not Grow Old? Yeah, that one. Jesus, dude. We don't re- we we don't remember we don't pay attention to history. No, no. we really this our I, and I, this is not sub, this is not just Republicans. This is not just Democrats. This is the world. Yeah, 100%. because you you see the same things occurring, the same things that led to World War One happening throughout Thank Europe. Thank you. I say this all the time, like and 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 I always try to like check myself, like, well, okay, dude, don't be so dramatic or don't be so extreme. Like, we might not get there. Okay, right. We might not get there. And this is just my internal conversation, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. We might not get there. But, dude, you look historically at world wars. You look at coups and overthrows in South America. You look at just history and what humans do to win. It just It's scary to think that for you to say that it's impossible, you need to check yourself. But for me to say, like, it's going to happen, obviously, that's a bit mm-hmm. extreme. But history has these warnings. They have, we've seen what we are capable of, and it's disgusting. But people forget that, and then they're advocating for war. Fucking get out of here, dude. Some, some, <laughs> some wet dream where you think you're going to, like, I don't know, like, what do you think you're going to do with your store-bought AR-15? This isn't Call like, of Duty. You don't get to respawn. You die, you're dead. Yeah. Your young ones get shot, they're dead. 
Your face gets blown off. You can reconstruct it, but it ain't going to look good. Look at World War One photos. If you think you want war, go and do some research, morons. I, I just, I don't understand. The, and this goes thought. to Antifa, too. All those extremists who are advocating for this this clash of the two sides. This, this wet dream of some anarchist state where, like, the, gov- like, the government doesn't exist anymore. Right. Like, dude, there's, forget forget about that that is that is it's all based on theory Mm -hmm. and there's there's absolutely no data that shows that a collapse of a government is going to be anything but terrible yeah that sounds stupid well tell me your story (laughs) (laughs) so counterculture this leads perfectly into counterculture hey kids are you ready for counterculture well here's your host jake So we, I'm sitting, I'm sitting at the gun counter and those, if you're listening the first time listening, I work, I, I sell firearms for a living and I'm sending it and therefore I deal with a lot of interesting people. I'm standing there at the gun counter and up walks this dude, this, this guy's probably in his mid seventies. He's definitely retired. Mid seventies? Mid seventies. Damn. Okay. Walk, walks up to the counter and he's wearing this really long, like baggy button up shirt tucked into short shorts with knee-high knee-high socks please tell me he's wearing boots he had like um tevas like not not tevas oh, but he had like sandals not well oh. no they're kind of like hike like hiking shoes okay not quite boots but not like your street shoes okay i love how attentive you are to his his and, attire and then a floppy like a boonie hat Okay. Like a sun, not like not quite a sun hat, but still it's a it's a circular like floppy hat. Like a hill people hat. Like a hill people. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a floppy hat. Looks yeah, I don't know what this this was a if I ever if I ever if you ever see me in our old age walking around looking like that, dude, just slap me. Anyway. With brass knuckles? With brass knuckles <laughs> to really get the message across. Okay. He walks up and he's looking at some guns. He's looking at some lever action, some old timey cowboy stuff, right? right. And uh, he's uh, he starts going off, dude. He's just going off about Trump and the you know the dumb libtards that are trying to take all his guns. And it's just your typical stuff. Are but, you engaging with people who are still using libtards? No, I usually I usually like I'm. I mean, are are you? I mean, are you still backwards? hearing? No, are you hearing that term? Oh, oh yeah, no, all the time. Oh, that's amazing. All the time, dude. Okay. I hear at least once a day. I hear a li- I hear a libtard or you know dumb Democrats wow. like they're trying to take our guns, and all of that, dude. All of that stuff. And that's great. So I'm I'm standing there, I'm listening to this guy, and then he's he's looking at. It, he's like he's like I want to. He's like he decided he's gonna buy this Henry lever action in 357, and he says. He says to me, "Yeah, I need to. I need to pick myself up a you know a gun that can shoot rounds pretty quickly. Because if they remove Trump, you know, I'm gonna go stand guard at the White House and make sure they don't remove him. I'm prepared for the civil war that's coming. That's what he tells me, straight up, dude. Straight up, he's prepared. He's preparing for this civil war. <laughs> this dude who's seventy five, seventy five, buying a lever action, a lever action, <laughs> yeah." With his floppy hat and his knee-high socks and his hiking boots, mm-hmm. and he's gonna go stop whoever it is. He doesn't even know, man. He my and my manager John was standing there too. My manager John has gotten like I've gotten past the point where I need to engage. Like sometimes I'll engage. Most of the time I kind of just let it let right. it go now because right. I'm tired of doing it. My manager is at the point where he's starting to get like really pissed off at all of this stuff too. Really? So he's he, um, well, I shouldn't say well. 
he's my I'm a manager, but he's like the higher he's gotcha, a higher gotcha, manager. Gotcha, gotcha. And so he started like he started asking this guy questions like, "What do you mean? Like, who's going to remove him?" Well, just they. Like, he doesn't have like a like it's just it's just they, right? Yeah, like, oh, it's always just this omnipresent group of whomever the deep state, the mm-hmm. libtards, mm-hmm. the. The, I don't know, the Democratic politicians. I don't know. It's they. They. They're, yeah. They are going to remove him from this illegal, with this illegal process, this illegal thing. And he's going to go, st- him and his veterans are going to go. St- he's not, he wasn't a veteran, but he said him and veterans are going to go stand guard. <laughs> he even admitted, he's like, I wasn't in the military, but I have veteran friends. And they said they're going to go do this and I'm going to go with them. And I'm like, D- with your all of your training and you're 75 and. Right. Like, what? But also. The vets who are doing this, like, what do they think they fought to defend? I don't know. Due process, the Constitution, the country. I would like to, I mean, it would be cool to, to just to sit it down and, and talk to a, a veteran and feel like, because that whole three percenter, like, have you seen yeah, that three percenters? There's a lot of veterans in that, in, you know, Oath Keepers and stuff like that. I, mm-hmm. I just, I, I want to know what, I want to know what they think. Right. Because I think a lot of it has to do with, it is such a fear about losing the Second Amendment. Right. I had a conversation with this guy that works down at the Tiger store, and he he does our um, uh, he does our concealed weapons permit classes, and he came up and started talking to me about politics. He called me a doorknob, which is <laughs> interesting. What does that mean? I don't know. Like, am I dumb? I don't. I, I, I've never been called a doorknob me before. But he, got, he called me a doorknob. Did it hurt? A little bit. <laughs> This used to be a guy I used to really get along with, right. so it kind of came out of nowhere. Like, now you're a doorknob. I'm a doorknob. Mm. I'm a solitary doorknob. I think he got mad at me because I kept commenting on his Facebook stuff. But it was one of those. It's like those email chains, like you won't believe what Hillary Clinton did today, and like share it with like ten people, or you're a Democrat. Like you know, like you know, those stupid email chains that you get. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it was which just some of the most like fact easily fact checkable. St- like stuff yes. in them like it's it's so out there that it, you know it's fake just by reading it and then you go and you find that snopes or politifact have actually broken down that exact email chain yes like he's sharing them five years after like it was popular yes and i'm like i just like comment I'm like i would just send him like the snopes article that breaks down every part not even of it. say anything just post it yeah jake i do that all the time why what is wrong with us where we i mean it's not wrong but we cannot let that pass i don't know it's like there, there's one, uh, someone was like, oh my gosh, teenage, teenager shoots intruder with mother's gun. I saw that one too. And somebody posted it and I looked it up and I commented, this was five years ago, dude. Yeah. But posting it like it was like new hot news. Like, oh my gosh, see guns are great because this is a situation where it saves someone's life, dude. You can't tell you, you're telling me you can't find any relevant story of somebody properly using their gun to defend themselves. You have to use this meme from five years ago. What was yours? There was one where it said like girl in Idaho who's uh-huh. a champion trap shooter um, shoots illegal uh, illegal Mexican immigrant. Oh my god! Like dude, it just went. Not only was it like pro gun that blue eyed blonde anti, American <laughs> anti immigrant, dude. It was so bad. It was, and then every time they would say the intruder, it, like the illegal Mexican intruder. Oh my god! Intruders break in, and she, like she was like because she's like this expert trap shooter, <laughs> and she's thirteen years old, and she's managed to kill two of the three. And um, this r- drug dealing raper illegal not, intruder. So not like so. So Politifact <laughs> breaks it. Like I went. I googled like girl shoots 
intruders in Idaho with yeah. her shotgun. Yeah. And of course, PolitiFact has broken it down because apparently this was a really, um, really popular email chain in 2009. Yeah. And I like I came 10 across years it ago, 10 years ago. Oh, my God. And, uh, and they break it down. They said there's they did. They did all sorts. I mean, they did all the due diligence. They called like the there because one, the first thing that it should come like come should should raise a red flag about these stories is that when they don't actually give a like a time mm-hmm. a location mm-hmm. and no actual like um sources from local like newspapers you would right, think if something right. like that happened there would be like a local idahoan newspaper that would yeah. have picked it up there's nothing politifact couldn't find anything they contacted the local sheriff's offices in idaho there was nothing called in about oh. like a shooting during like when this was supposed to have happened none of it, it was that's com- good completely fabricated but it's still getting shared around because why it fits the narrative guns are good illegal immigrants are bad yeah it I, it, oh, man. No, 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 so, but but it's also... But I'm the doorknob for pointing that out. <laughs> it's also, but look how woke it is because it was actually a girl who did it. Oh, yes. So that changes mm-hmm. the narrative enough to be like, see, we are inclusive over here yeah, on I'm our not, I'm not racist because my dentist is black. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's exactly like, I believe in equality because I shared this story about a woman shooting someone that is completely fabricated. Yeah. It's just... It, <laughs> but 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 it gets to my 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 bigger point, yeah. which is there is such a fear about restrictions of any kind on the Second Amendment that it will literally make any like m- so many rational people agree to so many different things, and that's that's the danger of becoming a one issue voter right. is that you overlook so many other violations in other areas because you allow yourself to be manipulated bec- by one issue by by that singular issue. Right. Yeah, I agree. How many good Democratic candidates have, because they don't have quite the right stance on certain issues, have been shunned from the party right. recently? Or how many re- good Republicans have been shunned because they don't have the right stance? I and, and maybe it's not even the right stance, but saying the right things mm-hmm. on those in that stance, you know what I mean? You yeah. might not say, you might not believe it, but you better say that you do. And that's the that sing- that's the singular thing that Trump has been able to do. At least the people around him, the Roger Stones, the Rudy Giuliani's, the Steve Bannons, mm-hmm. have been able to make him that mouthpiece. Yes, he is constantly switching what it is to mean to what it means to be Republican. Mm-hmm. Every time he needs to be tweak here, tweak there, he's constantly moving those goalposts. Right, and p- you either have to follow it or you fall behind. And it, it that it's just. And then that's what's happened to the gun owners in those countries, that they've become so tied to this one issue that every other thing is they're manipulated on every other thing. That's the one thing that I've, I'm starting to notice is that they're willing to overlook any other abuse. And I think that happens a lot with with these three like these three percenters, these like these people who are veterans who went and served our country, swore to uphold the Constitution. They're also gun owners, and I think in a lot of ways they become what such one. They've become one issue, issue voters in some way. But I want to talk to them because that's an assumption for sure. So, I wonder if other, maybe not. I mean, like if the if the freedom of speech was, if the concern for regulation on freedom of speech was as talked about, if it would be the same fight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. The same fight in those people to defend that. What is the what is the, why the specification of guns? You know what I mean. Obviously, the right and the in the Second Amendment and the lack of interpretation on the Second Amendment. But I'm wondering if if it just replace Second Amendment with First Amendment. Mm-hmm. 
now well, well because they place a higher value i think just in conversations yeah my own personal conversations yeah. the narrative seems to be is that they place a high they weight the second amendment higher than any other right because they view the second amendment as in, as intrinsic to protecting the other rights you don't have the first without oh. the second you don't have the fourth without the second how can you stop illegal search and seizure really stop it unless you have a gun that can protect your house from illegal search and seizure how can you really say you have freedom to assemble unless you have the ability to protect the area in which you're assembling that's their that's their thought process right because the due process and methods don't work correct because <laughs> the deep state now controls the government and you can't trust any other any other legal process because all the other legal processes is a sham trump is trying to fix that yeah. because the deep state has ruined it the obama administration has mm-hmm. ruined it so the only protection that we truly have against a tyrannical government is the second amendment forget about the rest of it because all of that has already been corrupted it's only you with your store-bought eight six hundred fifty dollar ar-15 with your budget red dot amen brother I want to clip what you just said and post it as if you meant it. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be so great. All right, guys, that's it for today. I one real quick thing in Southwest Washington. Ballots are out. They are out. So make sure to vote. I have mine. And don't vote blindly. There's a book that comes with. Read it. Yeah. Look online. Ballotpedia. If you're looking for a really good website that breaks down um, initiatives uh, or who people are. Mm-hmm. Ballotpedia doesn't. It's not just national stuff that they break down. They break down local stuff, state okay. stuff. It's a great resource. Cool. That's good. Good plug. All right. Um, that's it for this week. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Sounds good. Bye. John, uh, Snowden. Oh yeah, next Snowden. Week. Snowden. Don't let week. me forget. And if you're listening, message me and remind me. <laughs> okay. Bye. All right. Bye.